0: Ephesians 3 verse 7 and 8 I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles. welcome to Debbie DeVries Ministry and each week I systematically walk us through a portion of Scripture in order to help give a greater understanding of the character, the undeniable presence and faithfulness of God. It's interesting to note from today, well actually from the last couple weeks, but it's interesting to note that God would take Paul, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a Pharisee, and a persecutor of the church to be the main minister, teacher, evangelist to the Gentiles. Now the message of Jesus was so repulsive to Paul at first that he went out of his way to jail, torture, and kill. But then he had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. And what happened? Well, the persecutor became the persecuted. Now verse seven, let me read it to you again. It says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Now, the Bible is very clear. It's very clear that God empowered those whom he asked to do a specific task. He has not changed. Exodus 35 verse 30 to 31 It's actually a perfect example it says this then Moses said to the Israelites see the Lord has chosen and I can't say this guy's name so I'm going to call him Bert see the Lord has chosen Bert I'm sure he wouldn't mind um, and has filled him with the Spirit of God with skill ability and knowledge in all kinds of crafts. Now it goes on to say that um, God gave others and the names of these people are right in the Bible. He gave others every skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary. It says that those who are given the ability to do what they can do are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. Now just saying, the list here in Exodus, it's interesting. What we have is artistic designers. We have those who have been given the ability to cut and set stone, um, those who have been given the ability to work with wood, embroiderers, weavers, not everyone. Thank goodness, not everyone is called to preach, teach, or lead. Now, Judges three verse ten, or Judges three verse ten and six verse thirty four, are other great examples. It says that he raised up and equipped, equipped leaders, or sorry, rulers, judges, and warriors like Gideon. Now Gideon is like Paul in the sense that he is so not the likely choice. God does not change. He is still in the business of calling and equipping the unlikely, the unthinkable. God calls us each for many different reasons, for many different purposes. And once again, this got me thinking. Now in the Bible, we have women that have gone before us. They are real women. They lived lives, real lives, just like you and I, they're not fictional. Their stories are honest. A lot of times they're painful, always inspiring. God does not change. Now, the women of the Bible did not live fairy tale lives. Most of the time, the roads were was not easy. And a whole lot of times, their example was not perfect. God chooses the unlikely, the unthinkable. Now, these women lived in very different times, in very different places than you and I. But in one way or another, they are similar to Paul, similar to you and me. In the sense that God calls, he equips And God moves in and through our lives to further his kingdom, his family. God will, he will use you and me. Now after I say that, is there a but that comes to your mind? But I'm too old. Do you think you're too old? Past the point of being of any use? Nope. Sarah was in her nineties when she had Isaac or Anna. Anna was a widow who was a prophet. She worked in the temple. And when she was 84 years old, when Mary and Joseph brought their child to the temple, she looked at Jesus. She looked at the child, Jesus, and she recognized him and proclaimed. This is the one we have been waiting for, the one to bring redemption. She could have kept silent for fear of being wrong but she didn't. Or what about Elizabeth? A woman well along in her years. That's nicely put, isn't it? Uh, She was old. Elizabeth, a woman well along in her years, a woman who was not able to have children, in her old age gave birth to John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way for Jesus. Do not let anyone tell you That you are too old to be of any use to God, to his church, or his people, but I'm too young. Do you think you are too young or that someone else you know, well, they're just too young? Nope. What about Mary? Now, although it was custom to have children at a younger age in Bible times, God did the opposite thing here. The opposite of what he did with Elizabeth and Sarah. He entrusted his son to a young gal, probably around the age of 14. There is no way she fully understood what was going, what was going to happen. But she said yes anyways. Or what about Marion, Moses's sister? She hid in the bushes. And was used to help protect and save her brother's life. She did not cower from Pharaoh's daughter. She was creative and she was proactive. Do you think you're too broken? Nope. How about the woman at the well? Society said that she was too rough, too dirty, too much of a disgrace. But she was not too broken for Jesus. He went down the path, less traveled, in order to have a face-to-face encounter with her. And this broken, used, unclean woman went back to the very people who frowned upon her. And what did she do? She brought them to Jesus. Do you think you're an outsider? How about Rahab, the prostitute? How's that for an outsider? Or Ruth? Both of them, supposed outsiders, in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Do you think I'm just a woman? How about Deborah? She answered the call and became a singular biblical figure, a female military leader. In a time of crises, she trusted God and took steps to defeat Israel's opposers. Do you think you have nothing to offer? How about the poor widow who fed Elijah? She gave him the last of what she had in bottom line. She said yes to God and look what happened. Look what happened. Her jars did not run out. Do you think you have just blown it way too big to be of any use to God? Nope. How about Eve? What a mess that situation is still today, and yet God did not banish her from him. Instead, he promised her when he spoke to her through the tempter, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Eve did see the cost of sin, yes, but she heard the message of hope in the coming Savior, one who would be her descendant. God used the woman who was deceived, the woman who put a wedge between God and mankind as the mother of the human race. And from this race, God would send his son to save. Paul considered himself the least worthy of all saints to have received such a privilege, a privilege to be used by God. But here's the thing. This is exactly who God uses. He does not change. God will call. He will call you and me for his purposes. Are you willing to say yes Now, when you read on in Ephesians uh, right after this, you'll notice that Paul bows before God. Now, bowing before God is a posture that reflects an attitude of submission, submission to God. Kneeling was not the most common posture for prayer in Paul's day. No, usually people stood when they pray. Praying on one's knees signified an especially fervent prayer. Now, in this prayer... Paul requested that God would strengthen his readers in the inner being. He asked that God would provide this power according to his vast resources. His power comes to us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit who strengthens our inner woman. When he calls he will equipped. Now I'll finish off by asking us to consider just one more thing. Would you consider bowing before God on your knee from a place of complete submission, submission, knowing that he is your strength, knowing that all you need and all that I need to do is say yes. Yes, God. And then with confidence, proclaim as Paul did in verse 20. Now to Him, to our Heavenly Father, who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine through you and me, according to His power that is at work within us, at work, not going to be at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever and ever. Amen. I'm so glad that you were able to join me on today's podcast. You can learn more about me and my ministry at debbiedevriesministry.ca. It's my desire that through this podcast, you are drawn into a deeper relationship and a clearer understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, as we spend the time to get to know God the Father and Jesus our Savior as revealed through the Bible. I would love to connect with you. My social media links and email address can be found on my website. Let me know if anything I've said on the podcast has made a difference in your life. Leave me a review or shoot me a, a personal email. But until we meet again, keep reading, keep reading on, and grow in your relationship, in your love with God the Father, Jesus, His Son, our Savior, through the Holy Spirit. Amen.